Hey, everybody, how you doing? This is the Forever and Athlete podcast. Uh, this is Eric Minkwitz, uh, author of the Forever and Athlete program. And we have a great, um, great show or great podcast today. I have an awesome guest here. Um, we're going to talk all things entrepreneurship and outdoor adventure and just um, learn about just a cool background, cool lifestyle. Um, today, I'm with Travis Rossback, who's um, I think a lot of people know him as the original inventor of uh, the Hydro Flask, which is an awesome product. And lately, he's been involved in the the Tumalo Group, which is um, working to forge partnerships between new businesses and new entrepreneurs, and connecting them with manufacturers and um, suppliers and stuff, and, and kind of ironing out all those details. And uh, Travis, how you doing? Thanks so much for coming in and joining me today. Oh, I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. I, I can tell that you've spent time in Germany by the way you pronounced my last name the first time, Rossback. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. I did. I did. A couple of years, I uh, played professional football out in Germany. Excellent. Now, when you say football, you don't mean gridiron. You mean kicking the ball, right? No, no. Gridiron. Gridiron oh, football. Gridiron. So Amer- oh, gridiron. Yeah, wow. American football. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we had, uh, yeah, we had professional leagues out there. Um, and then there were the, we had the NFL Europe. We, we oh. kind of, we kind of worked uh, hand in hand. Our league worked hand in hand with NFL Europe when they were big in, in Germany. And there's a, if, as, as, if there's any Germans out there listening, as, as you know, there are a lot of big, strong, fast Germans that do not play soccer and they play American football and they're excellent athletes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I had the, wonderful opportunity of going to Rossbach, Germany. And it's oh, it's nice. just a tiny little, you know, Bavarian town. It's beautiful, but, you know, maybe kind of boring, dare I say. <laughs> but when we got back to Munich, we were at some friend's house and the the woman, the 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 wife came out and she's like, hey, I got you your water. And I thought, well, what is she talking about? And she puts down these glass bottles of Rossback bubbling water, bubbly water, sparkling water. I was like, wow, that's so cool. So Rossback, Germany is evidently the home of bubble water. Well, that's what my five-year-old daughter calls it. I guess it's called sparkling water. And um, unbeknownst to me, that's that's a thing, Rossback water. So I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so cool. That is really cool. And and where in Bavaria is that? Do you remember like Stuttgart, Munich? That- oh, you know, I, I don't. It's been a number of years. I remember it's kind of south and east. It wasn't too far from Austria. Um, yeah, I can't I can't really. My geography on those little towns kind of all runs together. We did a sort of a month and a half, two month whirlwind trip all over Europe. And uh, to tell you the truth, they all kind of run together. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. That's a, that's a great story. That's an awesome story. Um, what what kind of what is inspiring you these days? Like you have you have a great background in um, just with your stories with adventure and scuba diving and, and uh, merchant marine, uh, being a captain, and then um, also being uh, you know uh, flying planes and you know with your entrepreneurship background and your adventure background. That's why I thought you'd be excellent for that for my kind of audience because we we try to we try to combine kind of the fields of um 
performance, human performance, sports performance with nutrition and training and kind of meshing that all together and living kind of a life that's um, kind of on your own terms, hopefully, but it connects the connects the sports performance and the fitness side with your business and with um, starting new businesses. And so I'm just curious, like what's, what's inspiring you these days? Yeah, good question. Well, um, with the Tumala group, I do a lot of advising and I really, really enjoy that because I, I get to sort of vicariously live through my clients and I get to, with, with great hindsight and retrospect, sort of help and coach them through their tough times that they may be going through now. And um, what's really cool is I get to kind of pick and choose my clients. And so obviously they have to be a really good fit. We have to get along. I am not for everybody. And um, I will be the first to admit that. But the ones that we do get along man, we, we get a lot of stuff done and anywhere from startups to fortune, you know, whatever number after the word fortune companies, I get to help them, you know, start out in the business life or move up a level or get back in touch with the, shall we say, common folk and which a lot of the fortune companies have, have maybe sort of lost touch, especially over the last few years. And so I get to see their, their highs and their lows, and yet I sleep really well at night because they're not my personal highs or lows, you know? And um, so that's kind of what I do with the Tumalo group. And then I've also got a fair bit of property here in Oregon. And um, I, I bought a couple chainsaws and pull saws and tools, and I have started doing logging on, on the property and taking out junipers which suck up all the water from the ground uh the groundwater and and so that kind of between that and then my daughter um that, that's kind of what keeps me busy we just got another puppy this this weekend <laughs> so awesome yeah that's awesome yeah. so so puppies uh logging daughter and advising that's pretty that's pretty awesome that's pretty awesome yeah. Is, um are you able to harvest the juniper for um for, for sale, like, like process it, you know, have somebody else process it and then sell it? Well, not really. Um, it's, it's a tough one because some of the big ones are just beautiful and the really old ones are just awesome. They're, they, they're called ghost trees and they're, they're just these big, massive, dead ghost looking trees, hence the name ghost tree, I guess. And I, I keep them for our property cause they're so awesome. And um, this, the juniper, some people love it for firewood. And so I have a buddy who comes out and he, he limbs after I cut them, he limbs them and he takes the firewood. And, uh, but other than that, now it's, it's mainly just a sport. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good. I mean, it's good exercise too. And it's great to be oh. outside. And that's, that's such a Pacific Northwest event. Like I, I did, um, I had an old cabin in um, New Hampshire, Northern New Hampshire that I renovated, um, renovated. I, I kind of like um, rebuilt, you know, with, with new roofs and I had uh, all sorts of water damage and I went in through the, the whole place and, and tried to um, bring it back to life. But a big part of that was um, we had poplars everywhere and the white pine. So a big part of that was I had to take some trees down and some limbs. Uh, 
you know, as you know, like it gets, it gets out of control, but that's, that's talk about like functional fitness. And I talk, I talk about functional fitness with uh, forever an athlete a lot. And like, you know, stuff that involves just, just being out there on two feet, stabilizing yourself, like dragging some, dragging some heavy weight around. It's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome for just fitness in general, you know? I, I came up with the term store-bought muscles after doing logging. I, um, I had a, a girlfriend years ago and when I was doing this logging and she goes, do you ever go to the gym? I said, nah, I, you know, I, I go cut trees and move rocks and I, I throw shit around, you know? And she's <laughs> like, awesome. well, maybe you should start going to the gym. And I, and I, and I told her, I was like, I don't need store-bought muscles because I'm out cutting trees that may kill me at any given time. And then I'm cutting them up and, and throwing them around and throwing them on the truck and in the carts. And, um, I would, I much prefer it is, it's, it's a whole dynamic body sense of like adrenaline and it's just a high and it, the muscle fatigue is, it's a lot like paddle boarding, um, yeah. to, for me, it's like the core stabilizer muscles and I'm, I'm ready to run yeah. at any given moment. And, um, and then I sure. got a hernia and, and so I had to kind of start realizing, you know, at, at 40 years old, I woke up on the operating table with one of the worst hernias St. Charles Hospital had ever seen. And I was like, all right, maybe I need to start working a little bit smarter. Like I'm no longer 25. I, I got to start, you know, paying a little bit more attention to what's happening here. Well, yeah, that's where that's where kind of like, you know, with with my book and then some of the work I've done with clients, that's where you kind of mesh the two. You have the you have the functional kind of fitness, functional strength aspect of, of training and you, and you, and which is, which is like you're saying, you're, it's, it's paddle boarding, it's logging, it's dragging logs, it's digging and, and moving boulders and stuff. But I also like meshing that with um, some of the, some of the physical therapy movements that you can do that, that aren't even physical therapy movements. They're, they're, they're injury prevention stuff. So for, you know, for, to prevent, um, to prevent your um, hernias, you, you know, you do some more, um, stabilizer, um, deep abdominal compressions, you know, whether it's planks or side planks or just abdominal, slow abdominal compressions with some marching, you know, supine marching where your eyes are up and your, your back's on the ground. So that would be cool stuff to kind of mesh like a, that's almost like a cool program. Logging meets yeah. <laughs> yeah. some injury prevention. Oh, that is cool. I had a, um, you know, after after you sell a company or you make a little bit of money or, or win the lottery or whatever, it's always good to take like a bunch of courses on just random stuff, like how to paint a tree at the college, you know, like things <laughs> yeah. that I never really had any desire to do until after I sold. But one of the best um, courses I ever took was called there's, there's two. One was the Alexander technique and it taught me that basically my shoulders, my hips, my knees, and my ankles should, should pretty much always be facing the exact same direction anytime I'm doing anything. If my shoulders are out of whack or if they're turned just a, you know, a few degrees off and, and you know, up to nine, you know, well, I can't get I'm 90, but, you know, 45 degrees off and I'm trying to lift like it, it's a good it's a good opportunity to snap something or hurt something. So always sort of stay in line and in focus with what I'm doing, lifting, even just standing, doing the dishes, like, you know, yeah. the hips are facing the sink, the knees are facing the sink, the toes are facing the sink, the shoulders, my jaw facing the sink. And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing dishes straight in front of me. The other one I took that I really enjoyed was 
called the Bateco method. And it was about breathing and always breathing through the nose and never breathing through the mouth. And that was a, that was a real eye opener. It was about a week long course. And I was like, I, I learned a lot from that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, we have. I have a I have a good friend who does a lot of breathing techniques, and he does he's the he does a lot of free free diving, and he's involved in um, kind of like um, uh, breathing for focus, breathing for stress release. Talks a lot about that inhale exhale process, like you know, big big inhales through your nose, and then you can do do soft exhales out through your mouth. Um, yeah, with with a lot of the sports performance stuff I do, like working with athletes and I worked with a lot of football players through the years. We, um, yeah, you always say abdominal compression, you, you want to move through the hips. So you like your initial movement is, is through the hips with abdominal compression and, and sitting back. So you want to stabilize the abdominal compression stable helps to stabilize the lower back, but also, um, brings air, but also tightens that, that deep core. So that's another thing too. If you're chopping wood or if you're ready to drag a tree with your logging, <laughs> <clears throat> really focus on driving that belly button into this to the spine and bringing some you can also bring in air at that time that's so awesome eric cool yeah techniques. yeah that's really what, cool what are you so with um with your experience with hydro flask and then moving into the tumolo group um what kind of what kind of advice or what kind of like insight I, I know this could, we could probably talk for hours on this but what what kind of advice or insight ha, could you offer now people who are in sort of starting out in entrepreneurship and and maybe maybe they're involved in kind of the health and fitness space like what what and i know this is probably a bigger bigger conversation but um what's your first initial kind of pieces of advice you could offer people I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, and, and I can only speak for myself, but for me, it was, it was very easy to get off of a healthy diet and routine. And I remember uh, I had a, a, a sign company in Oahu and the printer would, sometimes it would work and sometimes it would not. And when it would not work, it would be three o'clock in the morning by the time we got done and got out of the office. And by three o'clock, I'm, I'm getting pretty dang hangry. And the only thing open at three o'clock is Taco Bell. And so I remember right. so vividly eating Taco right. Bell at three o'clock in the morning because it's the only thing open. And just because it says the word salad on it, that's not true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does not does not make you feel any better. And so Taco, think, taco Bell taco salad. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's got the word salad. I should be okay. Yeah, no. Um, right. So I think that that was a big thing that, um, that I always tried to be. It sounds like you're, you had, you were incredibly productive, but yeah, then we, we've talked about this or I've talked about this with, with clients and with some of the work I've done with um, some small companies is, is to try not to be, try not to be chasing, chasing the day, like, which is kind of like, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of reacting to the day as opposed to being, being more, um, you know, more in control, at least like I'm big on, I'm big on having small snacks, to, you know, in my car, if I'm going back and forth for clients or for practice or for my, or to the gym or just the travels in general. So, um, dried fruits, always almonds, always even some bars like the RX bars, I think are pretty good. Um, 
some 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 kind of steak tip beef jerky always water always water in like a hydro flask that doesn't heat up too much um and always having some some you know even apples are good in tuna i always have tuna and apples will anything that's non-perishable right right there so you you're not a lot of people do they they're super reactive to the day and they're like oh my god now i'm hungry and they're and they're kind of chasing the day now they're chasing somewhere to get to immediately uh, fill that um but but i mean your your productivity was pretty sounds like it was pretty amazing so <laughs> i was i was running hard and fast i mean it i i remember only i mean i slept probably five or six hours total and even during those five or six hours my mind was constantly racing with what was happening the next day and what has happened and how we can do other things um yeah i remember being in um in England at some friend's house, my back started to get like kind of a stitch, like maybe the best way I could describe it. And I thought, you know, I probably just slept wrong and, you know, probably no big deal. I just need to stretch. And then I realized like, I haven't really had enough water lately. And I just started drinking, you know, I, I try to not to drink more than about 16 ounces an hour. Cause you can definitely oversaturate and it, it, it's futile. And it was it was really interesting for me to realize that oh dang the hydroflask guy's dehydrated you know uh, but it, like right. the stitch just went away after about a day of just seriously getting after the water and so I I'm constantly nowadays trying to listen to my body and anytime I have like a little minor thing it's okay how much water have I taken on you know and 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 how much more do I need. Yeah, that's excellent. There's, there's, there's definitely a correlation, like, you know, with working with athletes, there's a correlation with, um, muscle, muscle tear, or even, or even some tendon injury and dehydration and also correlation that also correlates with poor sleep quality. So if you have the dehydration with, with poor sleep, then you're, you're even, there's a higher, you know, risk of, of injury. So, or, you know, def, definitely mus muscular tendinous injury. So. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's incredible. I, I saw a, a chart that was on some, you know, probably social media post somewhere sometime. And it was, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like 180 plus things that can just go completely wrong when you're dehydrated or not enough water. The signs and symptoms and long-term effects of just being dehydrated. And it's it's something that I don't know that even though we're carrying around water bottles now more than, than ever, it's still something that I don't know that a lot of people really think about is, you know, just because you have a shiny, pretty water bottle with a bunch of stickers on it and it looks cool, are you actually putting the water through it? You know, I, I, I try to say that I try to drink half of my body weight in ounces every day. So even numbers, like say I'm 200 pounds, I try to put 100 ounces through me. You know, so three yep. 30 ounce, 33 ounce, one liter bottles per day. And I have experimented. I've got a one gallon jug here. I've got wide mouth cups and tumblers and straws. And, I, you know, obviously I, I've got a fair few water bottles. Um, and one of the things that I found is literally having three water bottles 
and and writing with the sharpie like 11 a.m 2 p.m 4 p.m and trying to get them done by that allocated time and that kind of gives me a visual reminder so that's 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 excellent um one one thing that helps and and i think has helped with some clients through the years is is to add lemon and a little bit of sea salt and and even even almost pouring water out like I'll get my coffee ready and I'll, I'll even have part of my breakfast going. Like if I'm doing oats with some protein, I'll have it ready the night before, but you can, you can have your, your lemon water, even just sitting next to the coffee machine. Right. So then that, then there's no excuse because it's all right there, ready to, ready to roll. (laughs) Right. Accessibility (laughs) is huge, isn't it? And yeah. And removing, we talk about this too, with kind of removing friction, you know, and I'm sure you've, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've done, and that was one of my questions for you with in terms of productivity. Um, but and, and I'll just ask you, I, I guess, what are as as an entrepreneur and as somebody who's um, had some great success with with one business and another business and probably other businesses prior to that? Um, what are some of the what are some of the the, the, the techniques that you've applied um, that have helped you through the years, but also that kind of you you apply or you you would um, bring to bring to the table for some of the people that you're advising i i think that yeah removing any potential roadblocks before they become a roadblock and then the other thing that is kind of a mantra that goes through my head is preparing myself for success when i was a um, when i was an airline pilot and i had to wear epaulets it's like I always had to make sure I had a clean epaulette shirt, you know, that had the little bars on the on the shoulders. And if I did not have it clean and I woke up and I realized I don't have any clean shirts like that just screws up everything in the rest of the day. So I try to have everything as prepared as possible to set myself up for success that I can. And it, I'm not awesome at it. It doesn't happen 100 percent of the time. I'm absolutely human. But if I, if I notice, okay, I'm 97% of the way there, I'm 97% of the way dressed. All right. Well, tomorrow I'm going to try to, you know, remember to get my pants clean also before I, you know, before I even, I lay my clothes out before I even take a shower. And then that way I know, okay. I, and, and nowadays, you know, especially in the wintertime where it's cold, I try to have everything lined out before I even take my shower. I know I'm going to wear these socks and these underwear and this shirt and these pants. And I have it all. And I, I've kind of cut it. So where I'm either wearing a black shirt or a white shirt. And so I don't have to think it's just, or it's just like, I have so many decisions I have to make throughout the day. If I don't have to think about my shirts, if I can just buy bulk black shirts or bulk white shirts, yeah. I, that's one less thing I have to make a decision on. And so I try to prepare myself for that success by having, or for more success by having that ready, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's great. That's excellent advice. Yeah. It's decision fatigue and you, and you want to re- yes. remove some of these decisions that you have to make. I, yeah. And Steve Jobs, I think was like famously, famously the guy that walked around with, um, with no shoes on. Right. <laughs> Which is like, well, he's not yeah. even, He's not even deciding on footwear. So that's, that's a decision that now, now he's deciding on big, big time products, you know, instead of footwear. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. That's great. That's great advice. Um, What do you see? 
Um, not that not that everyone has a quick crystal ball, but what do you see in the fitness and um, whether it be fitness products or fitness in gym space or you know you know the the people that I, I interact with, the, my colleagues and friends and some listeners and people that have read my book, they're they're into fitness and they're into performance, they're into their sport or you know super busy with their own jobs and families, but also into skiing and. Um, but they're always interested in like what's what's happening out there with with the, the fitness in, industry, whether it be products or a kind of evolution. Um, and and what do you what do you have what do you have in your kind of crystal ball or or your thoughts on that? Like going on as we as we're in starting twenty twenty two. Yeah, a good question. I I have a, a really good buddy who has one of the biggest factories that makes a lot of sporting good products i mean he makes a lot of sporting good products for a lot of people so it's kind of cool where um and of course i'm not i'm not over in china like i used to be but i used to go over and and, and get a real insight as to everything that was coming up for the following year and i think that with this this last sort of two years or so that we've had personal at home do it yourself, do it in a confined space is probably what I've seen as sort of a trend or, or things that are, um, yeah, I, I'd say probably a trend. I've, I've always, like, I've always traveled a lot as a pilot, as a boat captain, as a dive instructor, I, you know, and, and just with Hydroflask and with a bunch of different businesses, I travel a lot. So I work out of a hotel room a lot. And I, I realized that there's not a lot of difference between uh, like a prison cell and a, and a hotel room, you know? Sure. And so I've, I've, I've been really sort of fascinated for quite a while with like prison solitary confinement workouts. Like if I was in solitary confinement, which to me is in between the bed and the TV at the hotel room, right. like what can I do in this small space to get myself prepared for today and feel better about myself to give myself a boost to go out there and, and have the most successful days possible. So those are just kind of my thoughts, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And there has been, there has been some, some innovation in that with, um, you know, a lot of people, of course, on Instagram, you know, selling their like kind of quick workouts in that confined space area. But then there's the um, I think that that product mirror was one of them where you're kind of you're, yeah. you're viewing that mirror and you're going through your workout. I always think since I'm like a I'm a hands on guy and I'm I'm like a real in person guy. I always I always hope that 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 remains that in home kind of individual thing remains just one small piece of the over of your overall kind of like um, fitness and exercise and um, I guess self self uh training or self preventative focus i hope i hope we do get back to um gyms and events and stuff outside and meeting people and meeting trainers and really talking i think i think the human experience um benefits everything you know it's it's hard to from a trainer aspect it's it's like you can you can make a difference for sure with people from afar like on different devices but there you know, being that, having that hands-on event is, is really what brings the success, I think, or that brings that extra element that it's hard to get through devices. I don't know. 
Oh, I, I can only imagine. I, I would think that, like, if you're if you're telling me, you know, something over Zoom, like, go harder, push more, whatever it is, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, Eric, I am. You can tell. But if you're in person with me, I'd be like, okay, Eric, I absolutely am. You know, I would absolutely take it more seriously. And um, I would want to not impress you necessarily, but I would want to, um, I'd want to, you know, do as I'm told, like I'd want to get my money's worth a little bit more if it were in, in real life. I, I could absolutely see that. That makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Right. But there has been, I mean, the, the last couple of years has kind of, uh, ushered in, uh, you know, definitely some cool, some cool inventions and some cool products that were, that were pushed along, you know, even just, I mean, think of Peloton and their success. It's, it's incredible. Um, you know, how many people have Pelotons right next to their desk now, their work from home kind of station. It's, they've done a great job. Um, what, um, without, without revealing any secrets that, that sporting goods products, um, manufacturing, um, center sounds pretty interesting. Um, that you that you that you that you mentioned that your friend has is uh what what kind of what kind of space is he involved in in in, in, in is it is it bigger kind of products like home gym type products or is it more niche um all all over the board the cool yeah. thing about his uh factory is that he has um he has in-house compression molding and injection molding and metal fabrication, plastics, silicones, rubbers, things like that. So he can do a lot of the, the balls and the rollers and the, the hooks, you know, the hooks to work the knots out, things like oh, that. J-hook, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he does that, but then he's also real close to Shenzhen, which is where electronics predominantly come from. So the bigger things are starting to come out too, those mirrors and things like that. And um, I, it's, it's definitely an, a, a trend that does not look like it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. It, I, um, we were talking the other night about how even big gyms are starting to order like those mirrors and things like that. So if and or when people do get back into the gym, it's going to be more of a, um, you know, like isolated to your own little six foot area, but you're still with other people type of thing. And um, it's, it's really cool. Cause you know, anybody who has ideas for products, like, please let me know. I just absolutely geek out on, on building cool stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really, that's really excellent. Yeah. I played, <clears throat> I played college football with, with some, a lot of interesting, interesting people, friends through the years. And my, um, one of the seniors, when I was a freshman, he, he developed the boat, the BOSU ball. So that, that was oh, a, a wow. college football teammate. And, and I've met with him through the years and we've gone through like different ty types of training um, methods and different, different training styles. And I, I worked with, uh, I worked with the bobsled team for a while. I was, I was on a bobsled for, for a little while, like one of the, oh, wow. one of like sled number five or seven, I, I was doing the training, the off season training. And then I, I um I bailed out because I, I I wanted to work with them like as a trainer and it, it requires a lot of money actually to be on a bobsled like, you have, to, oh, you have wow. to invest a lot of money but I did I did go to Utah several times and um we did some really cool training at the U.S. ski team gym and the and the bobsled guy it the amount of BOSU balls that the ski and the bobsled team had 
it was pretty awesome to see those and they were all beaten up and i'm like man what a what, what a product because like you were talking about injection molding and this this it, it doesn't have a it, it's it's got a durable life but it doesn't have an infinite life and then so he develops these second generation bosus that are that have grippy substance you know surfaces and it's it's just cool but i was amazed i mean the some of the gyms I've been in have 20, 30 BOSU balls through the years and, and talk about, talk about that's, you know, along with something like hydro flask or along with the J hook or, you know, the, the physio ball and the BOSU ball. I mean, they're, they're some of your best kind of gym inventions you, you could ever think of, you know, so there's gotta be something else to, 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 to develop in that, you know, in that space, you know, I always believe that. I always think that there's there and 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 I guess that my belief is is uh, brought into reality by just meeting people who have invented products. But like there are, I can imagine there are hundreds, if not thousands, of trainers out there right now that have a widget in their head or in their truck that is right. like. I use this with my clients. I had to make it myself. I made it in my garage. And my clients absolutely love it. And maybe they don't know what to do with that or how to get to the next step or how to take it, you know, to the prime time. And that's, right. that's what I really enjoy doing and helping with is like, you know, I have a product. It has helped me. It has helped all my clients. My clients love it, but I now need to mass manufacture it and get it into the hands of more people to help more people. And that's where the Tumblr group comes in. And it's, it's just been a lot of fun. I also back to the bobsledding. I, I love the movie cool runnings, like growing up right. so much in the Caribbean. I just love that movie. And then I think it was Guy Raz. No, maybe it wasn't Guy Raz. Um, I just got done with a book that they were talking about bobsledding that um, it's like a huge dropout rate. Like people get hurt, they die. Like it's a tremendous attrition rate i think is the word and so like kudos to you for sticking it out I, I hope i hope there's no i hope there's no i never heard of any deaths hopefully hopefully not many no i didn't or many I, luge, I, but people die be. doing one of those don't they there's 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 possibility for some for some serious injury i i didn't i didn't stick um i was also playing um playing football for a semi-pro league in Southern California at that time. And I was going back and forth to Utah from Southern California. And I started working with, I started working as a trainer for a couple of the guys. And they were like, we're going to throw you on one of our, one of our, you know, we're going to add you to a sled. And that's when I would kind of worked as, as one of the sled guys. But then I just, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep doing my other work in Southern California. I had clients there. So I, I bailed out on the, on the sled, but I stayed with them training for a while, but those guys, yeah, like to your point, um, not just guys, men and women, super, super explosive, super powerful, a lot of track and field. I mean, Herschel Walker was a bobsledder, a lot of track and field and football guys and women that are big time sprinters, super explosive. They're, they're six feet or five, 10, two thirty, two thirty five, And I'm six, four, two twenty five. So they're, heavier than me but i have like six inches on them you know they're five ten they're five you know yeah. and so yeah you do you have to it, it's a it's a it's a cool sport the training's cool there's a lot of overlap with 
downhill skiers because you, your hip hip ham complex has to be so strong and has to be has to be so explosive and um, you know most of the power comes from there the you know the glutes the hamstrings the the explosive drive through just that kind of center of your body um, but yeah no I no I didn't I didn't I stuck with a lot of other sports football through many injuries and all sorts of stuff but that was more like to train those guys was 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 the fun part and the and to see the to see the gyms and see some of the cool stuff they're doing and that that's going back a few years now it's going back like 10 10 12 years um but yeah to your point too and coming back to the some of the products like i love the bands i love the heavy stretch bands and even some of the light light stretch bands as far as some products you can use for your own workouts and some some dumbbell you know you can you can even have just a handful of dumbbells and um you know you were talking about some some balls some some med balls i mean you can you can create a decent little gym like a, a transportable gym like like when you were talking about your travels you can bring a, your bands wound up tightly and so that would be a good product is like a like a small kit that can easily go in a suitcase that pretty much has what you need and then give you, you know, five or six, because you don't really need a lot because you're probably only going to be on the road five or six days, you know, at a time. And so like five or six days worth of different various exercises to do with this little, you know, bag of, of goodies. That That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great thought. That's a great thought. Or even just sticking home if some people choose to not, yeah. like, not return to gyms. And you know, I hope people do or, or outdoor workouts or something but if they stick at home that's that's a good that's a great thought that's a great that's a great thought a little kit little little portable workout kit <laughs> yeah 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 all, awesome. all customizable so you can pick out your colors and stuff and yeah <laughs> that's awesome well well travis i want to be aware of your time i know i know you got some um, obligations right after this and um i really appreciate the yeah all your stories and your insight and just uh coming on um, today and I know you're a busy guy and um, you know forever an athlete is something that I've I've loved and worked with you know my kind of my own brand and um, I really appreciate you know offering all your experience and kind of your 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 insight into this this whole thing. Absolutely, Eric. It's been awesome. I really enjoy talking about a you know diverse array of topics, and this is one that I've. Actually, it's interesting. The other day, my my hands were starting to get a little bit sore, and I was thinking, gosh, this is what 43 feels like, you know, from rock climbing and chainsaws and um, on and on and on. And um, and then and then here we are talking about all of the above. And so, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was, uh, great talking to you. I oh, yeah, for, forever an athlete's all about. <laughs> Hey, you could be 43, 53, 63, yeah. and you know, with, yeah. with good nutrition and stretching and probably adding some, um, you know, some great Pacific Northwest salmon and cod liver oil and, yeah. um, some awesome, you know, good water, clean water stretches. You can, you can perform, you know, well into whatever year, whatever year you decide. So that's what it's all about. And but it becomes really, more and more relevant. I found also like the older that I get, the more it's pertinent the more I have to really concentrate on, okay, life choices. I can no longer do what I used to do 20 years ago because the ramifications of my actions last a lot longer. 
and have right. a much more detrimental effect. Um, you know, like I don't, I don't drink alcohol really anymore, but I remember when the hangover started hurting longer and longer. And it's yeah. just like, this is robbing happiness from tomorrow and sometimes robbing happiness for the next two days. And it's like, sure. okay, like I need to take a serious look at my whole entire life and realize that if I don't want to end up like my grandpa who just retired and sat in front of the TV and his lazy boy, and then he grew to look like his lazy boy chair. Like, oh no! I need to be real serious about my body and what I put into it and what I take out of it and, and how I am interacting with my body. Like it's, 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 uh, it's very real, you know, it, it, it starts to hit closer to home the older I get. And there's, and there's plenty, there's plenty of athletes out there that perform at a high level. I mean, Tom Brady is just one of them, but there's many, many guys. I know the, um, um, D, uh, Dean Car Carnese's, I, I don't know if his, I'm saying his last name, but the ultra marathoner, I mean, there's so many mountaineers and stuff. And yeah, to your point, um, as we, as we do get older in our forties, fifties, the, the inflammation and, and the recovery of, of workouts and with like, you know, maybe it's drinking or fast food and stuff that there are now the recovery has turned in from, to a, a multi-day event as opposed to like a six hour, 12 hour event. And that's really, we got to focus on is yeah, yeah. Lowering yeah. inflammation and our recovery app, part of our, our training. So. I hear you. But uh, all right, Travis, I really appreciate it, man. This is this is awesome. And um, I'm going to sign off for now. I, I appreciate everybody joining us. This is Forever an Athlete again with Travis Rossback, um, Hydroflask inventor, Tumalo Group um, founder and uh, advisor to entrepreneurs everywhere and doing a million other things that I know he's doing that we're, we're not even touching on, but um, really appreciate it, Travis. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Eric. Right. It's been awesome. Take, take it easy. You too. Cheers. Um, great, Travis. Appreciate cool. it, man. I just, I just stopped the recording.